With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Listener, welcome to the very first episode of Disaster. I'm your host and here to guide you through the worst disasters in history, both natural and unnatural. We'll use weather reports, eyewitness accounts, primary sourced footage, and interviews with survivors when possible. All this to bring you a podcast that covers disasters with the same weight given to true crime. Now, before we get started, I have a question to ask you. Are you afraid of storms? What about tornadoes? I've been afraid of tornadoes for as long as I can remember. Being a kid, hiding in an Ohio basement can do that to you. At the same time, I've held a certain morbid curiosity for tornadoes my whole life. There's something strange about how they're handled. How if you're not directly affected by one, then you're relegated to some arbitrary news footage lightly covering what happened. But that's the thing. For those that are directly affected, the nightmare goes on. Days, weeks, months, even years. We'll touch more on that later. For now, let's get on with it. Urgent. Immediate broadcast requested. Tornado Watch. Monday, March 2nd, 2020. The NWS Storm Prediction Center has issued a tornado watch for portions of Northern Arkansas, Southern Illinois, Southwestern Indiana, Western Kentucky, Southeastern Missouri, Northwestern Tennessee, 
Effective this Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning from 5.20 p.m. until 1 a.m. CST. Primary threat includes a couple tornadoes possible, scattered large hail, and isolated very large hail events to 2.5 inches in diameter. Summary. Thunderstorms should develop an increase in coverage and intensity through the evening over the watch area, with commensurate increase in mainly large hail potential and a favorable supercell environment. Tornadoes are possible. However, along with isolated severe gusts, remember, a tornado watch means conditions are favorable for tornadoes and severe thunderstorms. Persons in these areas should be on the lookout for threatening weather conditions and listen for later statements and possible warnings. This is the warning given the morning before a deadly supercell thunderstorm caused chaos in the region. A supercell is one of four types of thunderstorm and the rarest. To quote weather.gov, On the thunderstorm spectrum, supercells are the least common type of thunderstorm but they have a high propensity to produce severe weather, including damaging winds, very large hail, and sometimes weak to violent tornadoes. What makes a supercell unique from all other thunderstorm types is that it contains a deep and persistent rotating updraft called a mesocyclone. If the environment is favorable, supercell thunderstorms can last for several hours. But it wasn't the supercell thunderstorm itself that residents of the region had to worry about. It was the tornadoes. Power blast! Power blast! Right there! The tornado is coming! Alright, Dan! There it is! Go! Inside! Now! Now! Get inside! Folks, this is moving by the Channel 5 area as we speak. As we speak, this is moving by New Channel 5. Dan, are you getting this right now? Good. All right, folks, you need to head to your safe place. This tornado is on the ground. It is moving right by channel five as we are getting close to a direct hit at the TV station. If you can steer, still hear me, that is a tornado. Power flashes around First Tennessee Park right now. This is live view two as this moves through the parking lot of channel five. This is a direct hit. This is the inside of the tornado right now. If you are with Dan Blummel and I, this is the tornado. It is hitting channel five as we speak. Service in Nashville has issued a tornado warning for East Central Davidson County in Middle Tennessee, Central Wilson County in Middle Tennessee, until 1.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. At 12.53 a.m. Central Standard Time, a confirmed large and extremely dangerous tornado was located over Hermitage, or 10 miles east of Nashville, moving east at 45 miles per hour. This is a particularly dangerous situation. Take cover now. Hazard, damaging tornado. Source, radar confirmed tornado. Impact, you are in a life-threatening situation. Flying debris may be deadly to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be destroyed. Considerable damage to homes, businesses, and vehicles is likely and complete destruction is possible. The tornado will be near, but in the city around 1 a.m. Central Standard Time. Lebanon around 1.05 a.m. Central Standard Time. This includes the following highways, Interstate 40 between mile markers 218 and 243, Interstate 840 between mile markers 73 and 76. To repeat, a large, extremely dangerous and potentially deadly tornado is on the ground. To protect your life, take cover now. 
Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. Tornadoes are extremely difficult to see and confirm at night. Do not wait to see or hear the tornado. Take cover now. A large and extremely dangerous tornado is on the ground. Take immediate tornado precautions. This is an emergency situation. At 11.05 p.m., March 3rd, 2020, an EF-2 rated tornado, the first of many, would touch down in Brenton County, just northwest of Camden. Several homes in the area are severely damaged. Two people were injured. One died. This is just the start. Tornado number two touches down. It's in McEwen, Tennessee at 11.42 p.m. and causes relatively minor damage to the area. A barn, some trees. You get the idea. At 12.32 a.m., an EF-3 rated tornado touches down in Davidson County. Weather.gov refers to the tornado as a historic, long-track, strong EF-3. After touchdown, the tornado tracked eastward for 60 miles. It went from Davidson to and through Wilson County and finally ended its path of destruction in Smith County. The winds peaked at 165 miles per hour. John C. Toon Airport, located in Nashville, is devastated by the tornado, causing over $90 million in damage. John C. Toon Airport on the city's west side was decimated. Hangars full of business jets down to piston singles tossed around like toys. This airplane unrecognizable. What appears to be a Cirrus Caps chute strewn over wrecked cars. The airport appears to have taken a direct hit, but it's complicated by fuel trucks that blew up and caught fire in the storm. After the destruction of the John C. Toon Airport, the tornado went eastward to Tennessee State Prison, causing massive damage. Closed in June 1992, this is the same prison used to shoot the Green Mile. So the old radial tire is on the hill. It's gone. Uh, part of the bricks and structure is down here, and the radial tire itself is laying down in the field out here. This is where the tornado come through, passed through the wall. And you can see the thickness of this, these walls. Uh, thus, that's why they call it the walls, Tennessee State Prison. But you can also see how far it tossed some of these stones out of this wall. It's a good 50, 75 yards into the compound. This tornado come directly through here, snapped telephone poles in half, and ran straight across the back compound of the old Tennessee State Prison. After leaving many homes and apartment complexes totally destroyed, the tornado grew in strength as it tracked through East Nashville. There, in Nashville, a man is suspended in the air, 375 feet above the ground in a crane. Carla! Carla, there is a real... There's a real tornado right there. They, oh my God. If something happens, I love, make sure everybody knows I love them, Carla. This is no joke. There's a real tornado right there. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Ooh. You think, you think it was close, look. See where there's no lights? Dude, that went right, like one, 
maybe five blocks away at the most. And we went right through there, dude. Wiped all it. The only lights in that path is ambulances and fire trucks. All the way around downtown. Yeah, it was, yeah. Dude, there was no storm. There was no nothing. Then, uh, look, that's going off again. Jason Nash, the crane operator, wasn't warned. According to him, one moment things were calm, next there was a tornado a few blocks away, causing electrical explosions. Luckily for Nash, he made it home in one piece. At Attaboy, a cocktail bar in Nashville, things are getting bad. Michael Delfini, 36, and Aubrey Sexton, 33, were killed leaving the bar. They made it to the intersection of McFerrin Avenue and Main Street before they were hit by debris. The two were a couple that moved together from California to Nashville to start a new life. They hoped to start a restaurant before the tornado changed everything in an instant. After leaving the Five Points, the tornado crossed the Cumberland River, weakened, strengthened again, and then nearly completely leveled the neighborhood of Donaldson. That was Donaldson Christian Academy back there. You can see the roof torn off. Part of the building collapsed. There is rubble uh, pretty much everywhere. When you go down closer to that building, you can see straight through a hallway and see how it collapsed down onto that building. We spoke to the headmaster who told us, you know, thank God this happened in the middle of the night and not when students were there because that building is destroyed and that's destroyed. This neighborhood was hit extremely hard and now you can really see the extent of that damage. Roofs torn off of the houses. You can see this trailer thrown into the yard of this of this home and just twisted and turned like it's been thrown around by those winds and it goes on and on down this neighborhood. You can see just how much devastation there is. After passing through several other counties and neighborhoods, destroying buildings and homes along the way, the tornado reached its peak intensity of high-end EF3. Now at almost a mile wide, the tornado tracked through Golden Bear Parkway and Eastgate Boulevard, decimating large warehouses, leaving nothing behind but rubble, and killing a security guard in a warehouse on Athlete's Way North. Crossing, the tornado continued damaging dozens of homes and businesses as it tracked south of the city before moving into Smith County, weakening, then strengthening, then weakening, then finally shrinking in size, the tornado dropped to an EF-1 rated tornado. Still damaging several homes and businesses in the area, the tornado lifted east of Highway 141 after over 60 miles of destruction, injuring 220 people, killing five. We just got back from the hotel or from downtown and got to our hotel and uh, the roof from the other building right next to us was blown off hitting our roof or our uh, wall and windows and the roof of uh, our hotel below us was ripped off and it was hitting our stuff and uh, yeah it was pretty scary really. Uh, I don't know. I hope everyone's all right. Uh, yeah, we, like you said, we walked downstairs and there's everyone was in the uh, stairway and huddled up. It looked like, I don't think anyone in our hotel really got hurt, but uh, definitely windows knocked out and uh, roofs gone, leaking all over in the hotel. Um, when you walk out and see this damage, I mean, it, did you picture this is what you'd see after the storm moved through? 
No, not at all. It was really quick, actually. It came through, and I figured it was pretty bad, but not nearly as bad as this, as fast as it went through. The tornado, quote, coming quick, is a common sentiment among the survivors who lived through the worst tornado emergency that night. Things were going fine, and then hell broke loose all at once. So far, we've covered three of the seven tornadoes, from the outbreak of March 2nd through 3rd, 2020 in Tennessee, but we're far from done. Things are going to go from bad to worse. Uh, yeah, so my uh, name is Seth Wells, uh, born and raised in Michigan uh, for about 20 years, and then I moved down to Tennessee, and I've been in Tennessee. Uh, this will be, let's see, 2022, so this will be my 12th year, yeah, 12th year in Tennessee. Um, I currently deliver beer for Budweiser, so, you know, bringing happiness in the can. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, kind of uh, just I do anything and everything, I, you know, motorcycle riding, fishing, hunting, all that other good stuff. That's Seth Wells. Seth was kind enough to be interviewed for the show and give us his unique perspective as a survivor of a major natural disaster. Now, despite what he's been through, Seth Wells seemed content enough with Tennessee life. Uh, yeah, uh, Tennessee, uh, despite from what we're about to talk about, has actually treated me very well. Uh, I've had more success than what I've ever thought I would ever have by moving to Tennessee, and uh, it's brought a lot of opportunity my way. So in the grand scheme of things, I don't regret ever moving here. But how did he land his feet in Tennessee? So, yeah, back in 2017, um, I got promotions at work with my previous job that I had and allowed me to afford more home, essentially. And I actually bought my very first house by myself, so no one else was involved with the purchase. And that was like my hard work paying off. And so I had the house um, since 2017 at that point. So the house that was talked about is the very same house that I bought. I asked Seth how his day went before things went south. Yeah, so uh, the day of and things of that nature, it's just like any other day. Uh, you know, I think that's a pretty cliche thing to say because I know most people are like, it was just like any other day. Uh, but it's very true. Uh, there was no hint at anything bad happening. There was good weather. It's nice and warm outside. Uh, we, you know, I rode my motorcycle to work and stuff like that. I didn't, it was just a normal day, absolutely normal, nothing crazy. Um, you know, fiance got home at her normal time. Of course I say fiance just because we're talking about the past at this point, which actually she wasn't fiance at that point. She was still a girlfriend. <laughs> so girlfriend gets home. Um, and, uh, it's just a normal day from, uh, you know, nine o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. Finally, I asked him a question that had been on my mind before I even made the call. How much time did he have to react before it was too late? A minute and 32 seconds. <laughs> no, and, and I would have to say about 30 of those seconds was... Uh, that alarm came out at 1.51 a.m. And, you know, we got the tornado warning alarm on both, uh, actually just my phone. 
my girlfriend's phone didn't even go up and she had an Apple device and I have an Android. So I'm not saying which one was better or the other, but regardless, she didn't get a warning. I did. So, you know, when I see tornado warning, I'm interested. Like I've had them gone off before. I've heard the sirens before. And I, I just, I, it's just a kind of a thing like everybody else. It's just, it's just a thing. Okay. Oh, well, whatever. I'll just ignore it. Uh, you know, nothing's happening. I don't see nothing in the sky. Well, I was curious. So I got up and I looked out my immediate bedroom window uh, towards the uh, backyard. And when I looked through the shades, it was just dead quiet. No rain, no hail, no wind, and just strobing lightning. And I thought that was a little strange. That's, that's when I felt something isn't right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because any storms, anything like that, that I've ever experienced with Tennessee, it comes in, it hits hard, it's raining, it's thundering, it's lightning, it's doing the whole nine yards. This wasn't doing that. And so why do I have a tornado warning and nothing's happening? And I see a bunch of strobe lightning. So I had this moment of, okay, let's, let's check out my location. So I went to the side yards window and looked out there and I, I was actually looking in the direction of the tornado at the time, although I didn't know it. And all I saw was a bunch of flashes of light and stuff. And I could see some clouds, but nothing that I couldn't really decipher from normal. Then I went out of the bedroom across the hall and I went into the spare bedroom to look into the front yard. And just as I opened up the door and walk in, I go to reach for the blinds, but I, I stopped myself because I heard something that I'd never heard before. Now, most people will tell you, oh, it sounds like a freight train. It sounds like this. No, that's not what this sounded like. And I think that's where we'll leave off for this episode. Next episode, we'll get into what may be the most harrowing interview I've ever conducted. If you're not spoiled, don't look it up. You're not going to believe what happened. first episode don't forget to subscribe and please spread the word this is my first time venturing outside of true crime and it's a subject i've always wanted to cover whether it be on twitter facebook instagram or whatever social media you use a single post sharing this episode can make a huge difference for growth thank you for listening